Motorsports Worldwide Live. On 947, Boomer FM, Rise FM, and Soweto Live. It is hashtag MSW Marama Sports Worldwide Live on 947. It is Vuma FM, Rise FM, and Soweto Live. Yeah, the excitement, man. EPL is back. It returned with a bit of a bang this weekend. And if you are Erling Holland, because, hey, you know, different season. But, man, same old Holland. A Brighton fan or a Newcastle fan, that's great news. And if you're an Aston Villa fan, <clears throat> maybe not so. It is Reaction Monday, so let's uh, dissect the good, the bad, the ugly uh, from the Premier League's opening weekend. Yeah, we're going to be heading off uh, to London, uh, where we got uh, Gary Cox. Jerry's there, sports writer and broadcaster. And haters teamwork. They do such an amazing, amazing uh, job as well. Mr. Cox is with us, and all I can say is I am sure he is just as happy as the entire world is uh, that the EPL is back again live in London. Jerry, good to see you. Hello. Good to speak to you, Robert. Yeah, I'm watching you through the mind's eye here. And when I say that, <laughs> I am looking as well at what happened over the weekend. What would you say was your standout moment? Yes, on Friday, the defending champions have to take center stage. What did we learn from that? Well, uh, we learned within three minutes that Erling Haaland is, uh, is back in business again. Uh, 50 goals last year and looks like he could easily get another 50 this year. He got two in, two in what, less than half an hour. So the goal machine is back in business. There's no, no mistake in that. Um, and I think City are still going to be the team to beat in the, in the, in the Premier League. Um, so that was a, that was a way to kick off, wasn't it? And, uh, I think, you know, Burnley have come up from the championship, but they did well. They won the championship, but I think they, that was a bit of a sort of harsh introduction to Premier League life, you know, taking on the treble winners from last year. So, so that was a, a probably not an unexpected result, but that was business as usual. Quick return to business for, for, for Erling Haaland and Man City. And then Saturday we saw Arsenal back in the back in the groove. You know, they were the closest challengers, led the table for most of last year. Um, so they would be the ones that, 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 that would expect to really push City a bit closer this year especially with Declan Rice and, and Urien Timber and Kai Havertz arriving. That's £200 million worth of players. So Arsenal have invested and, and they'd expect to be challenging and they go off to a winning start. Maybe not as, as emphatic as, as they did last year. I think they beat Nottingham Forest 5-0 last year and in the end 2-1 and they were hanging on a little bit. So, you know, maybe not the most... Um, Brilliant start from Arsenal this year, but you know, there's a long way to go. And then yesterday we saw um, we saw the new Tottenham after Harry Kane's departure. You know, I, I was there on Friday just as he was leaving, and uh, Ange Postecoglou, the new manager, was talking about how to replace him, and he pretty much said, "Well, he is irreplaceable." But they uh, and I was at their game at Brentford yesterday. They scored a couple, and uh, you know, they're playing a different level of football, much more exciting than it used to be under Antonio Conte. So Spurs have got a little bit more about them, but they haven't got the goals of Kane. And then we had Chelsea-Liverpool, which was the one that um, I think most of us were looking forward to in the opening weekend because there are two teams that used to be regularly challenging for the title and they were really out of sorts last season. So how are they going to fare this year? And I think from yesterday looks like Chelsea probably are going to have a better season than Liverpool, but who knows? 
and they still have a player outstanding. I'm sorry? I'm saying they still have a player that, that they are trying to get as far as the transfer market is concerned. It was yeah. been confirmed from Brighton, Caicedo. Yeah, I mean, what a what a weird transfer battle that is. Um, I think Chelsea were expecting to get in most of the uh, most of the summer, and then suddenly out of the blue on Thursday night, Liverpool say they've agreed a fee. Jurgen Klopp is asked about him on Friday and says, yeah, we've agreed. And then suddenly Chelsea trumpet. So <laughs> a player that they... They could and should have got for £50 million pounds about six months ago. They're now paying £115 million for. It's extraordinary. Um, I mean, he's good. He's a very good player. I think he, he would be a natural replacement for N'Golo Kante at, at Chelsea. He, he's, he's that sort of player. You know, he, he gets all over the pitch. He tackles. He breaks up play. He, he starts moves. Um, but it's a lot of money for a 21-year-old who hasn't played, you know, more than a couple of seasons of Premier League football. So... And again, they've broken the, the British record yet again. So let's see. But um, I think um, you know, it looks like he'll be announced at Chelsea, sort of, he'll uh, be presented to us in the media fairly soon. Um, do we, a big blow for Liverpool. Yeah, I was going to say, is, is it besides the blow, though, do we read much in terms of match day one here, Jerry, where we've seen Chelsea, you know, enjoying the better part of the ball possession, uh, that 65%, uh, Liverpool at 35%, but it's about the goal attempts for me, just one shot on target for Liverpool. Yeah, I mean, that's a surprise. I, I you know, we all do, our, as journalists, we all do our pre-season predictions, and I firmly had Liverpool back as the as the number one challenger for City, actually, I thought they would be. I thought they might be be finish higher than than say Arsenal, simply because Arsenal have got Champions League football, which is a big uh, big strain on them, additional strain on them. But um, and I thought Liverpool's attacking uh, lineup would be reinforced this year, but um, no, it didn't look great yesterday. You know, you could argue that maybe that was just a very dynamic Chelsea side. Pochettino's got them playing much, much better than they were last year. There's an instant up uptick in their their style and their and their and the, the language around the club, the body language of the players and the, the atmosphere. You know, big lift to them. Um, so maybe Chelsea must have just made it hard for Liverpool, but that that would be a concern, like you say, one shot on target. In a in a big game, um, so yeah, I'd um, we'll see, we'll see. Talk about seeing. I just thought spectacular performance. I watched that uh, Newcastle game, and when you see a debut goal coming through for Sandro Tonali, a brace for Alex yeah. Isaac, and you're like, my goodness, are they going to be one of those teams unstoppable? Do they finish where they left off last season? What did you make of their performance? Well, again, it surprised me. Not only um, how emphatic they were, but also how um, poor Aston Villa were. Because I think I think quite a lot of people, again, were expecting Aston Villa to really um, have a good season. Mostly on their, their performances since Unai Emery arrived last year, um, just before the World Cup. They, their form in the second half of the season was, was second only to Manchester City's. So, you know, we and, and they qualified for Europe and everyone thought, well, this could be the year that Aston Villa have a real, t- you know, push at the top four. But um, no, that was quite a blow to, to lose 5-1 on the opening day. But as you say, Newcastle were fantastic. Tonali looks like a really, you know, he's a quality player. So he's, he's going to add a real touch of class to them. And uh, Isaac, we didn't see that much of him. You know, he had those injuries last year. But we did see flashes of what a player he could be. And, and, you know, internationally with Sweden. 
and uh, obviously two two on Saturday. And if he gets a good run without injuries this year, he could be. Uh, well, he, everyone's talking about who's going to who's going to push Erling Haaland for the uh, for the Golden Boot with no Harry Kane and Ivan Tony banned for for half the season. Then Isaac would be one of the contenders, quite possibly. Oh, let's try and look at, uh, you know, some of the newer teams that come into the Premier League. Um, closely watch the Brighton and Luton game. Uh, 4-1, is this maybe a kind of tone, uh, Jerry, that we're going to be seeing from Luton where they will be playing, fighting for survival as opposed to being right up there amongst the top or middle order of the, ty- of the teams? Yeah, I, th- I think, you know, we have to be realistic about Luton. It's, it's, a, it's a lovely story that they came from the first team to have gone all the way down from, from the top flight out of the league and then to come right back to the top flight. It's been a long, long journey over 30 years, but they've done that. But, you know, they, they haven't got a, a squad that looks anything like um, solid Premier League quality. And I think they're, everyone's pretty much tipped them to go down. The only thing I think that, that, that could work in their favour is is the Kenilworth Road factor. You know, it's such a strange, quirky <laughs> little ground. Mm. Uh, I, rem- I remember going there years and years ago, 30-odd years ago, when they were in the top flight back then, and it was a strange little ground, very hotchpotch. There's no sort of one stand running along one side. There's all these little multi-layered little roofs and uh, <laughs> it seems to have been put together by a, a kid in a Meccano set. <laughs> so <laughs> it'll be, it'll be a, a strange experience, let's say, for the, the multi-millionaires from, from Manchester City and Liverpool and, and, and Arsenal to be trying to play their stylish football there. I think it'll be, it might be a, a chance to get some upsets. Um, but I think Luton are going to have a tough, tough year ahead by and large and Brighton are a good side you know they're again they they really picked up from uh, when when uh, Roberto De Zerbi over, uh, took over from uh, Graham Potter they just look better and better and my god they've got the trick of, of selling players and, and seemingly getting better you know they they find these genius the, these players and um, turn them into into sort of very expensive transfers yeah. um, but as a team, just keep getting better and better. So I think they're going to be one of those teams, a bit like Newcastle, um, to watch out for because I think they could just, you know, push push mm. the others for that top four. Or, or as we were discussing today in our office here, it could be top five that, that qualify for the Premier League this year, uh, for the Champions League next season. Um, the way the UEFA regulations uh, are looking, if the English teams in Europe do well this year, then there'll be an extra space in the Champions League next season. So the top five comes into play then. And it could be a Brighton who are, who are pushing for that. I think they deserve it. I mean, just to peel off um, as, as a wrap here, Jerry, the Manchester United-Wolves game happening tonight, and we saw so many positives as well from Eric Ten Hag last season. Can he take on, can he take on the mantle? Can he be the one uh, to topple Man City? Well, the one the, the, there's two two question marks. One is in in attack because obviously there were bigger names. They they wanted Kane at one point, and they they were very interested in Osman. But um, they've got Hoyland, Rasmus Hoyland. He's got this you know this uh, bit of an injury to start with, but um and he's he's a pretty raw talent. They paid a lot of money, but he's again he's a young player. 
So they need him to be scoring goals. They've, they haven't got a, a, an out-and-out goal machine up front. And there's still question marks about the defence. You know, um, they've lost Harry Maguire by the look of it. And their, their, their back, back line just doesn't look... It looks one player, one really commanding centre-back short of a solid, solid back line. So I think that's where they're still... They're not, not at the level of Manchester City. And they're probably still knocking about in the mix for a team that will be in the top four or five, but probably realistically not challenging for the Premier League or even the Champions League. She's not even going to talk about what happened with um, Julien Lepetegui. Uh, we'll leave it there. Yeah. We'll leave it there, Jerry. I mean, strange happenings <laughs> ahead of such an important clash. Uh, great insight as always. And thank you so, so much indeed. Look forward to more conversations with you. My pleasure, Robert. My pleasure. Thank you so much. That's uh, Jerry Cox, sports writer and broadcaster at the Haters uh, Teamwork. Uh, Join us right here on Marawa Sports Worldwide. Well, after the break, as you said, uh, we've got it all. We've got it all in the mix here. We've got the president of Netball South Africa uh, who is with us. She said, you know, she's going nowhere. Uh, She hates traffic. She loves it here in studio. It's nice and comfortable. Uh, She's going to be helping us unbreak unravel what happened with the netball but i see lots of your whatsapp voice notes wanting to talk about steve compella uh, saying that he knows what he's doing the andil jali red card in the mix and of course there is a question already here for the netball president so be a part of it it is a monday we put it all in the mix hashtag msw marawa sports worldwide live Nine four seven, Boomer FM, Rise FM, and Soweto Live. Yeah, it's singing, it's everything. It is a Monday. It is Reaction Monday. Good afternoon to you, Mr. Rob and MSW listeners. Well, for me, I want to talk about Andre Charlie. What he did uh, over the weekend was so uncalled for. That shows that's being stupidity. Uh, he's a, a professional. He can't do something like that. Even there are some speculation that uh, Mukwena removed him from uh, uh, Sundown's WhatsApp, uh, WhatsApp group uh, uh, players. So that's why he's proving the point now. This this is can cost a, a team, a Morocco Solos, a team. And so what he did, he have to be punished. But he was going to punish him because uh, uh, he got his father there, Mr. Compella. Thanks very much, Rob. He's got his father. <laughs> okay, I hear what you're saying. Very unhappy with uh, Andy Lejali is is basically what he's saying. Maybe you got your thoughts as well. As I said, it is a Monday today. Hashtag MSW on social media. It is Reaction Monday. 0607080484. Uh, that's for your WhatsApp voice notes. Otherwise, you can call us directly in studio uh, for the conversation that we're currently having, either with the reaction or your contribution on the netball front. Uh, the president of Netball is saying, uh, Cecilia Malakwane is here with me. It's 011-883-8947. 8838947. Yeah, still talking about netball. Here's a question. Hey, Ropi. How are you, bro? Nice to meet you. When you come to the netball protest, I think the girls, they try everything to do well in the tournament. Only one thing, girls with the girls are familiar. The poor, poor, poor planning, bro. I was with one channel with me uh for national team as of the host at Ewan Cup. And a few few days before Kali tournament, over so chenuti Lauban was serious. In leadership, the netball South Africa, the Ibn Eco serious, Maduana Wuti. I'm a protest as the World Cup, no ma other with top four, no other with top two. Panama girls as a man king beside now my players. In King and J leadership. 
in Nepal, South Africa. They are quite serious. They are missing a lot of all right, thank you so much indeed. Well, I'm glad that the netball leadership's president is here uh, to answer to that. How do you how do you react though, Miss Cecilia, when somebody says that uh, the coach has arrival just ahead of the tournament signals not being serious? Um, it's his opinion, yeah. and he's entitled to it, and I will never argue with him. However, if you say things, you must have facts first. Mm. Uh, players were overseas. Players were playing overseas. You know that our players are overseas. And they just came back um, at the beginning of July. And they had to have that rest period because they were going to go into a very serious, um, you know, tournament that is called the World Cup. And all the teams were like that. Anyway, if you don't understand the netball window period and the, the professionalization of the international period that we play on, you'll talk like that. I mm. mean, uh, we knew that she's going to come on that date because the players... Uh, some of them arrived just a week before and they had to rest. Mm. The bodies had to rest. I mean, playing a 10-day tournament, uh, it's not a child's play. Mm. Every day, day in, day out, playing an hour tournament with uh, professional people. Uh, so to me, it's you might think what you think, but before you say whatever you say, please find facts first and then you can accuse me of anything. You know me, Robert. When I'm wrong, I'll say I'm wrong. Yeah. And when I'm right, I'll, I'll stand by my facts. So... What we know is, um, yes, the coach came in at that time because the girls needed to rest first. Otherwise, we would have been beaten by Wales if we didn't think of the player. Because mm. mm. we sometimes think of a win, but we don't think of the holistic person that the player is. But what, what's the plan around the coach, though, moving forward? Has there been an announcement made? No, we, remember we contracted Norman until the end of December. Correct. But now I had a meeting with the coach's uh, director to say, director, what, you know, give me your, your view of what is going to happen because it's your call to make. Then she said she has identified three coaches that she wants them to work with Norma and Dumi because mm-hmm. obviously even if Norma goes, Dumi Sani cannot remain alone wherever she is. So she said we have to get those coaches. So uh, fortunately, they are going to Australia. We have a test series with Australia that we signed <laughs> probably like, yes, yeah. no, a long time ago. So, um, And the other one we signed with England. And funny enough, mm. we did not play Australia nor England. In the tournament. And we're going to play them in October. We are going to play them again in England in December. So um, we're we going to take some other coaches now to Australia and the others to, to England. So it's, we can see who is who. Because what we did in 2019, we just let Noma go. Mm-hmm. And we said go. And then we gave somebody. And then we, we learned from our own mistakes. I believe as leaders and as people in, in positions, you must learn from your own mistakes. That you just don't let the person go. Let them you know, do that smooth, you know, transition of saying, we are now going to give this one and this is what is going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I think we, we are on the right track with that one. And, you know, playing at home, being the host nation and failing to make podium, how much of a train smash was that for you as the leadership of Netball SA? A big one, Robert. Um, to me, I, I'm still waiting for a report, yeah. really speaking. So you're disappointed? I or? am. Yeah, yeah. very disappointed because uh, we did everything in our power to capacitate the team. To And you know what's, what's funny is you cannot interfere. You know, you can only intervene, yes. but you cannot interfere in the team. Because once you interfere, everything will be like, no, the president said, the president this and whatever. I mean, I, I've even questioned the, t- the team, you know. What, why, the lineup? The lineups, I even questioned and I was like, let me not interfere. I mean, let me not interfere. Let me leave it as it is and let me be explained to. 
But as I talked to, you know, sometimes it's nice because mm. you, you get the opportunity to talk to other people from other countries. And everybody was saying to me, you know, South Africa and Africa have got talent. Mm. If only we can have that professional league. Because what makes the difference between us and them is they play from February to, to, to June. If it's, it's a World Cup to June, yeah. if it's not a World Cup to August. We only play for eight weeks of TNL. Mm. So that makes a huge difference. And Carla alone and the ones that are playing overseas cannot carry the team. Mm. It has to be consistent. You cannot be one person carrying the team or two people carrying the team. So, I mean, I'm, I mean, my cry have been there, Robert, for a long time that Nepal needs to turn professional. Correct. And then Bayana Bayana also. I mean... It shows the same. It's, it's but the but, same. but what's, what's holding back? I know I ask this question over and over again. We see the potential. We see what we can do. You disappointed as a president of netball SA that we didn't make podium um i'll come back to the comments about the team and the selection though but w- what is stopping that surge what is stopping our being a professional setup in netball robert my answer will always be the same the the day that the corporate start believing in women's sport mm. and uh investing taking a risk you know when you do that you take a risk i don't believe that when somebody does something they they know already the results of what they are getting mm. themselves into I mean, I want to give an example of uh, Sundowns. I think when Mameloy Sundowns was bought, uh, Dr. Pretis Mozebe didn't know what he was getting himself into. Mm. He took that risk. So we need somebody like him in, 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 with the billions that he have to say, I want to take a risk and say netball. You know, I always say, start it small. Start it mm. with seven teams only so as it can be competitive. And then don't let people say, I'm in Gauteng, I'll play in Gauteng. Make it a draw in, in, in whatever. So these players can be scattered all over. So it's got to be national. Yeah, it yeah. should, should be national. Yeah. So to me, it's, that is what we need. A corporate to buy into us and say, yes, we have seen you have done this. I mean, mm. hosting a World Cup is not a child's play. No, it, for sure. It's, it's not. Absolutely. And, I mean, we'll come back and unpack the, the, you know, the general tournament as a whole. Uh, but just with the Spa Proteas not making podium, uh, what are the biggest lessons that are learned now because we've got to ascend we can't just be about hey you know Wongi did well Pumza did well you know Carla everybody else did well it's it's a case of then how do we grow you know she's now a national icon Wongi uh, I don't know if she's retiring she's been hinting <laughs> uh, but you are going to tell me if that is going to be the case I don't know if anybody has submitted their we, we are now retiring type of letters uh, to you but with those lessons learned and maybe with some of the mistakes in terms of team selection having been made, and I'm sure you know that there were some team selection mistakes that were made. How then do we move on to the next level so that, you know, we, we do get podium at some point or even win a World Cup? You know, one thing that I would like to say, and I would like to say thank you so much to Supersport. Yeah. We were on Project Victory. Mm. And when we were called to a breakfast meeting with the girls um, by the big bosses of Supersport and DSTV, we... we, we, we they guaranteed us that they continue. And that's key. Because hmm. now we know that whatever we are building on, hmm. we can now take those to oh, those hmm. then we can take them. Hmm. We can take all of them and say, now is your chance. And we can go out there. Robert, one thing that I've seen, netball is about height. Netball is about height. Jamaica showed that. I, Whoever thought Jamaica would beat New Zealand? The Jamaica showed that. Champions. Uganda showed us. Yeah. They have the tall shooter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to me, it's, it's about height. We must 
in that project victory, we must go out there and go and find tall players. If it needs to be that we go to Ethiopia and get that tall no, we, girl. No, we've got but, them. We've got here. We've no, got no, no. Them here. I mean, if we have to. No, no, we're not going to do mean, that. I mean, we don't want to. As I'm saying, we don't want I to. I mean, I look at Dumi. Dumi's there. She's a sign that we have the tall ladies. We do. But help me. The scouting. Help me in yeah, getting yeah. them. Because we are there as netball people, but we don't know who is who way. Maybe help they're us. listening. Maybe yeah, they are listening right now. Help us in getting the fowler of Jamaica size. The Mary. Oh. Of Uganda size. You, if you help us in doing that, remember, New Zealand in 1995 they they stole Irene Van Dijk from us. Yeah. She was the tallest player we had, and there's there's a lot of Irenes in this country. Absolutely, we just need to go and find them where they are, and we make sure that we we put them in a system where we are now on that project. Victor mm-hmm. continuing to say. If you are a high school girl, mm. how do we take you from there and put you in a school next to SARS? So as when you finish, you go to Stellenbosch and then mm. you're in the national team. All right. So I, I think there is a parent of an Irene. There is a parent right now who's listening and saying, but I've, I've got a daughter. I've got a next door neighbor uh, who has all of those attributes. Please give us a call. It is 011-883-947. Send us a WhatsApp voice note. Good evening. Good evening, Bamarawa. And good evening to Amashev of the show, Patrick here. And good evening to Mam Cecilia Mulukwana, Madam President. And, uh, and Madam President, we 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 so thankful uh, for what we did uh, with the World uh, World Cup in netball in South Africa. I think uh, it was a good tournament to, to to watch, and it was really really out of this world. I mean, your effort since from day one uh, trying to get this tournament, then uh, now it has really happened in our backyard. Yeah. I suppose congratulatory messages, not one, but another one, yeah. Hey, Robert, good evening. Uh, it's Ifisa here in Remsek. Robert, uh, just want to say uh, congratulations to the president uh, of Netball, uh, Cecilia, on really hosting a wonderful and successful World Cup. I think on the part of uh, South Africa um, Netball team, um, uh, it kind of feels like an underachievement uh, in, on my part. Um, looking at, I mean, the Netball League that I was playing earlier on, leading up to the World Cup, it was fire. It was quite competitive and one would have expected quite a lot uh, going to the World Cup. But maybe the question is, does she think that the Netball League had any impact in terms of how the players performed at the World Cup? Um, thank you, Robert. It's Fiso in Ramsex. Fiso, thank you so much, Madam President. I think it had. Mm. Look at Bongi, how she performed and she was in the country. Look at Pumza, how she performed, she was in the country. I mean, Nicole Talliard, the... the, the I, I always say <laughs> dynamites come in small packages. She really surprised me. I don't want yeah, to tell you lies. Yeah. I mean, she was a goal attack who was so short, but could do wonders there. And I was like, wow. And, and Elma Ray van der Berg, the 22-year-old girl that can take anyone and say, you might be from New Zealand, you might be from Jamaica, whoever, but I'm going to take you on. Mm. You might be a sterling of this, of, this, of this World Cup and everybody fears you as, as the goalkeeper, mm. but I am going to take you on. The, it worked well. Hence, we want to turn our sport professional. So yeah. what we have discovered, most of the players that went overseas, Linise was overseas. Yeah. She came back with an injury. Right. Shadeen comes back with an injury. So rather let us keep our players in our show and take care of our own players.
But the money must be there because we don't have that financial kick. That's it. That's it, Robert. Um, we without don't money, have we cannot keep kick. them because they are paid in pounds. They are paid in, in dollars. So we need to get that financial kick to keep them here so as we can perform better. All right. As we head into the, uh, into the ad break, uh, are, you, are you keeping secrets from us? What secret? Are you keeping secrets from us? Yeah, tomorrow something is happening. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we, we are here a few hours away from tomorrow. So what are they going to give you? Is that going to be a whole fleet? I'm waiting for tomorrow. Uh, but I know that uh, we've been crying that, you know what, somebody must come on board and say, Nepal, South Africa. Yeah. We, 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 we are a, a vehicle manufacturing company. We, we want to be there. And um, Renault is on board. Yes. Um, yeah, tomorrow, uh, Renault is giving us cars. Uh, so that's the news. Hey! I... <laughs> <laughs> we hate secrets. That's what I could tell. There was just something there in the left part of your, you know, the left part of your face that was saying there's a secret that you're keeping away from us. So we, yeah, so Renault will be there. Announcing a major, major one with Netball SA tomorrow. It's going to be the official vehicle handover. Yeah. You've got your license, I suppose. <laughs> no, I don't. I think, I think they, must, they must give me a driver for once, eh? No, 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 no. <laughs> They're giving it to Netball. They're not giving it to a driver. Eh? No, no, no. We want a driver for those cars that they're giving us. Oh, man. It's, a, it's, it's an important <laughs> contribution. And, and well done, Reynold. Thank um, you. I think when you start all of these relationships having shown uh, what you're all about, that for me is the win. Don't go anywhere. But to come back, lots of your voice notes and we'll take your calls. As I said, it is 011-883-947. It's a reaction Monday with the difference because, yeah, the Netball SA president is sitting here. Security is tight. She's not going anywhere. Marawa Sports Worldwide Live. In three, two, three. On 947, Boomer FM, Rise FM, and Soweto Live. Hashtag MSW. Ali Pola, Gempel, Lagempel, the men of the Mercy, I got to the men of the Mercy Army, we are in Castile. Great summary of what happened over the weekend. Uh, just saying that Castillo would have won man of the match. Maybe they were just lazy to find an interpreter. Football matters, but Marawa. Oh, the way he can achieve the Marawa. Nothing is promising. Nothing is promising. I mean, I mean, the field is not that much stronger. I think we need one or two players who may command in the middle of the park. Uh, with uh, Castillo alone there, I think we we, we we're struggling, we're struggling, really struggling. I'm a player switch. We're all over the, the, the show is all and there was no shape, man. There was no shape. Uh, I don't know what is happening. Then Mbong City Miami, Real Madrid, Moguina over the weekend we to George Bellingham scoring a, a crack of a goal. And uh, my team, Arsenal, uh, the Canas, the Canas, the Canas of Marawa. I, this Southern, this Saudi Arabian uh, 
eh billionaires ay 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 bafikile bamarao bafikile bakwazi ukuthatha boneima ah bamarao i show is usual drop and thanks to bring up mamsisila molokwana i show is usual bamarao patrick here patrick thank you so much indeed yeah neymar heading off to saudi maybe those are the billions that you need eh i do i do where are those saudi arabians do you want me to give you one of your phone numbers please yeah Please. How many billions would you be looking for in rands? Yeah, just to start one billion. In, just a in billion. South, in a South African billion, it, yeah. it will be fine. That's that's what that's how much they use just as entertainment over the weekend. So that would be good for Netball SA. Perfect for us. Okay, I'll give you that number, Ofe. Hi Rob, uh, Uchiko Emden. Yeah Rob, good games over the past weekend of the MTN8. Uh, we've seen glimpses of what the season uh, is going to um, offer for the full ball loving nation. Rob, uh, quite a bit disappointed about uh, Andy Charlie's um, conduct. I think he needed to have had um, emotional intelligence in managing the situation. Uh, the team needed him the most. His influence was going to be very much um, uh, important for the team and driving Morocco Solos. But uh, I think and I hope uh, Coach Steve and him, they've learned from this and then they'll pick up the pieces and then uh, move forward. But yeah, he, he must take the blame. He must take the punch for this defeat. With Chico Emden, I thank you. Hi, Robert. It's Avi Mloy from Naturena. I'm a bit worried about uh, Rulan Mukwena's statement saying that Tebuho uh, Mukwena is being targeted by players uh, just because uh, he was uh, uh, voted as a footballer of the season. Uh, look, I'm not uh, a fan of, you know, uh, career-ending tackles, but does he mean Tebuho uh, Mukwena shouldn't be tackled in, you know, coming games when they are playing against their other teams so coaches uh, should be very careful when they you know open their mouths sometimes that they might spoil the, you know the, the the beautiful game thank you very much maybe thank you so much indeed i do understand what you're saying um I suppose it's an opinion that the coach does hold let me remind you though on this day in history the 14th of august 2021 a club called TTM successfully bought Royal AM's NFD status. It was as simple as that. They bought the status. Let me remind you as well, the MTNA draw conducted last night for the semi-finalists. Uh, Kaiser Chiefs drawn to meet Mamelodi Sundowns in the MTN8. A tasty rematch of last week's DSTV Premiership game where the Brazilians beat Amakosi by two goals to one. Stellenbosch are going to be meeting the defending champions, Orlando Pirates. Uh, yeah, you saw what they did to Sekukune United 5 no, in the quarterfinals at Orlando Stadium on Saturday in that semifinal. Home in the first fixture, first leg, and it's Stellenbosch FC. Stellenbosch FC. Orlando Pirates will play away in the first fixture. They will be away in the first leg. They will be traveling to the Western Cape. This is now obviously a formality. We need to separate the two. It should be Mamilodi Sundowns and Kaiser Chiefs, but let's see who's going to be at home in the first leg. The home team, and it's Kaiser Chiefs. So Kaiser Chiefs will play at home in the first leg. They are wayside in that first leg, which should be Mamilodi Sundowns, unless, unless we start the draw from scratch, and it will be Mamilodi Sundowns. Mamilodi Sundowns will be away in the first leg, meaning that they will be home in the second leg. And that should conclude the draw. 
Draw concluded. I also want to conclude. Which team do you support? I've never asked you this before. <laughs> I don't support any football. There's no such. The way you're laughing, I don't know. There's no such. Uh, you would convince me that there's laughing FC, but there's no such a team in the PSL. But, no, but I'm, I'm being serious. There's no way you are detached from football. No, I'm not. Um, I'm, 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 I'm confused anyway, because um, I love winning teams. So one, one year I'll be a Kaiser Chiefs, one year I'll be a Orlando Pirates, one year, one year I'll be a Mamelodi Sanders. So whoever wins, I, I go with them. So the colors that you're wearing today, what are they closest to? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tarop, hey, I saw you to spawn around netball. But selection, how does it work? Uh, when players are playing overseas, you can, as a coach, select players. Don't they camp? Uh, what, what's going on? Don't they have like games? Uh, before a netball uh, tournament like the World Cup, a big tournament like the World Cup, where a coach is able to test out the players and see them. How does it work? Because if Chepesin Ati Singakulum without facts, how does it work? All right, fair enough. Well, that is the question saying that we are observing, but how does it work? Brilliant. I like the question. There are always trials. Um, like now, the first five team has to go. Remember, they came back with a silver medal last year at the World First Five Series. So uh, they, they all have trials. They, they are trials always. When they come back from overseas, we, we do trials. Uh, unfortunately, with the World Cup, we had to submit the list around May of 22 names. And those are the names that went through. And then the 12 will be selected on, on those. Med- they are always trials in netball. We just don't select a team. From school level to... Um, provincial level to our national level, we have trials all the time. There's no way that the team cannot be, just can be selected on that because you are as good as your last performance. Sure. So there's no way that we can select you because of we knew you to be this and that. You are as good as your last performance. So you have to keep refreshing. You have to keep refreshing. Okay. I think a similar question. Hi, Rob. It's Msaka Kumalo here. So different schools and then they watch those girls like a talent. And also I want to know who's responsible for scout South Africa. Is there a singular person responsible for scouting? Yes, there should be um, that we have that do that. But we are very careful when it comes to schools. Yeah. Um, there's SA school, netball, and we, we, we are trying by all means not to infiltrate their space mm-hmm. and let them work there. But however, if we, we, we see a kid that we, maybe if I go somewhere, somebody goes somewhere and see a player that is good enough, mm-hmm. we, we will recommend them to the director selections of Netball South Africa to say, please look at this kid because I don't think the best of the best kids at schools are found because mm-hmm. the best talent are those that don't have money. Sure. I've realized that with schools that if you don't have money, you cannot make it to the provincial teams and whatever. And that is one area that we need to work on and say, you know, 
if we want that kid from Matatiela, mm-hmm. you know, to come into a team, that kid from Hamashashani to be in the team, we need to make sure that we also have that, I don't know, maybe a fund for those kind of kids mm-hmm. so as we can fund them, so as they can go. That's why that billion is needed. Yeah. You see, that billion is needed. It's almost like a needed. college uh, yes. system where you, you take care both of their skills in netball, but yeah. also take care of the education. Of course, because yeah. remember, I always say education and sport go hand in hand. And in netball, all my players that are national players have degrees, have got honours, masters. Mm. So we encourage them because we say, you don't, you don't know what will netball life end like. Linis had two knees now. We yeah. don't know where she's coming back. And if she didn't have a degree, what would she fall back to? So Carla is a dietitian. When she had a baby, she knew that she could do something with her career. So mm. it's that thing of we need a school that is well dedicated for netball. Uh, you know, sometimes when you have schools like schools of excellence mm. that football had, it yeah. was only football that was there. Correct. We need something like that that is only netball that we identify these kids all over the country. And maybe we can find that fowler of Jamaica in this, you know, rural areas. Yeah, I mean, Colin, who's been listening to the conversation, says, unfortunately, my daughter is only seven years old. She will definitely make the required height in future. Wow. Now, when the president. Because well, the president is the president. There's an audience. It's an international audience. Um, gets to say, we will build a netball arena. And everybody goes crazy. It all sounds like, yeah, we're going to build a bullet train. We're going to build a smart center there by Lanceria. It sounds like a whole lot of things that are said uh, when it's a state of the nation address. I mean, I didn't, I didn't believe it, I'll be honest. But I don't know about you. Maybe he whispered something else and said, listen, we've put aside a certain budget and we want to build this arena somewhere. I don't know where. You know, Robert, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you right now. I want to believe in him. I'm going to be on his neck. Unfortunately, I'm that kind of a person. You don't promise Cecilia Mulukwani something and you don't deliver. Because when I promise, yeah. I, I deliver. So I'm going to sit on... Unfortunately, on our His Excellency President Cyril Ramaphosa's office neck. Yeah. And I'm also going to sit on Minister Zizukoto. And I had him on Women's Day that Gauteng has raised their hand mm-hmm. to say they want it in Gauteng. I am going to have that meeting with the Premier of Gauteng because they said he said that. And we want to do it before the, even the budget adjustment that is in November. Because we know that the budget adjustment is in November. Correct. So we want to sit with, on them to say, you promised. You didn't only promise Netball South Africa. You promised the nation. You promised Africa. The world you promised was listening. The, the continent. Yeah, the, the world, world was listening. Yeah, yeah. And we want us to say, if we were promised as women, and this will be one big thing. Because to me, I don't want it to be like only, yes, it's a netball arena. That is that. And I wish it can be mm. named after me. It's just for legacy. <laughs> the arena. I'm just joking. You're, you're not joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. No, no, no. You, you don't joke with facts. You know that, right? No, no, but I was just joking. But, but you're not joking. Oh, no, I was. No ways. So, um, but, it, but, but historically, though, let me leave it then. Lona <laughs> Benya says, please convey my sincere appreciation to the president for the chance given performance-wise, please tell her, school. she must consider studio. She sang very well with the president. The world knows us. Wow, That's, Lona. Yeah. You know, this girl, 
I remember when I gave her a call because I wanted to young girls to get a, an international stage. Yeah. And when I was in KZN doing the trophy tour and I went to KZN several times, she was out there and doing a lot. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I might have my own differences with KZN. But this girl, those differences that we have, is sports differences, must not affect talent. the talent that mm. you see. And it must not affect what somebody can be lifted up to her. She was just marvelous. And I loved her. And I said, you know what? Lona, we want to give you an international stage. And she owned it. She did well. She I've got to say, it. she did very well. Well done to you, President. Well done to everybody that was part of Netball uh, for the World Cup. Well done, South Africa. You put out a great showing. Hopefully, you can go and rest. Go collect your rent on tomorrow. Uh, be a driver. <laughs> There's no driver assigned to you. Madam President, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Rory. <laughs>